the corner. I listen, we can't put baby in the corner. Baby don't go in the corner. Um, but welcome to our episode of the Cheap Seats Podcast. I am wire to wire gene from wire to wire sports podcast. In the upper left corner, I got the man on the ones and the twos. He's chomping at the bit. Uh, he's a little upset after a tough loss from his team yesterday, but he's still here with us. The the prince of production for Sports Empire Network is Kyle Edwards. What's up? What's up? I mean, yeah, the game yesterday was a little tough. Then we got the host. Play by play, but it was all good. I like the live play by play. I hopped in there as much as I could, but that game had my blood pressure running. I know. So I hopped out sometimes because I didn't want to say the wrong thing. So I, I really get heated. Uh, in the upper right corner, I got the fraud himself, Mr. Fraudulent, Duke basketball, Alabama football, the Yankees, the Lakers. I'm going to tear you up today, Jordan, from the JJL Sports Talk. I'm about to. If we're being honest, to... the JJL Sports Experience. It's an experience. He needs to change his goddamn name to that. I made it better for you. Don't worry if I write rhymes. I write checks. Jordan, Big J, Jean-Louis. There you go. Finally, the first time to say it right. My last name right. You think Gene Lewis or whatever. Anyways, I'm doing good, man. Gene, you say you're about to come at me, man. I'll put that knock you out like uh, Javante Davis, man. So I promise you this <laughs> will be a lot of me and you going at each other. <laughs> hey, man. At the end of the day, it's all about, you know, you know, being being best friends at, at the end of the day. So I still day. love you. I still love you, but I got I got kick your ass today. I have to. I'm surprised you ain't gonna kick Kyle's ass for a James Tatum push off, man. Jason Tatum definitely pushed off. But Kyle, you know what I'm thinking? It's so weird. I think Kyle's like the only Celtics fan I've ever gotten along with in life because I can't stand them. I can't stand Boston, anything. Like I hate Boston, everything. Um but the only thing I can't stand more than a Boston fan is uh, I'm trying to think of the right name for it. I think we're going to start with this one. I said, can we start with this question? Because I feel like it, we're leading into it. The only thing I cannot stand, I don't know if you want to call them a front runner. I don't know if you want to call them fraudulent fans. I don't know if, what you want to call them, but I call them fans of the most popular team in every sport. So, like, Kyle, and I want you to answer, Jordan. I want you to stay on mute for one second because I'm, I'm going I'm to pull a point. Kyle, what would you say the most talked about team is in college football? Alabama. 25 years. I'd probably say Alabama. How about college basketball? Duke. What about baseball? Yankees. What about basketball? Lakers. And what about football? Well, football's probably the Cowboys. So there are people on this earth that are fans of all of those teams, and none of them are even close to each other. Like you like so what I wanted to do is Jordan tried to explain this in the chat. And I, I promise you we'll get into the question and we'll debate it in a minute. But Jordan tried to explain this in the chat. What I want you to do is explain to the listeners at home how you became a Lakers, Yankees, Alabama, Duke fan. So it's a four, it's a four mine and a four open? The floor is yours. I, I stop. I'm pausing. <laughs> All right. So 
I mean, well, we forgot one team, which is kind of fair. The Ravens, um, that's explainable. But that's you know what? That's the only fa- team I respect that you're Ravens. a fan of. They're uh, not a – that's why Capitals, I don't like What? Capitals for hockey. Um, Since I'm Baltimore, like kind of like that. No issue sense. with me. All right. All right. So the re- all right. So what do you want to start with? Uh, college football. Um, how did you become a Bama fan? So first of all, when um, let's start with when. When did you become a Bama fan? I became a Bama fan like my junior year of high school. So I'm 98. So I was born, I graduated high school in 2016. So 2015, I became maybe even earlier than that, a little bit, maybe before my junior year. I watched oh. Nick Saban the first time. 2015. Yeah, 2015, 2014, 20 around that time. 2015, Alabama won a national championship. How convenient. 2015, 2017, 2012, 2011. I just, like, the first time 20... I saw uh, Saban, like, I just, you know, he's. So Nick Saban is the reason that you like Alabama. Yeah, because Nick Saban is in plus the Ravens. Why don't, like, why don't you like the University of Maryland? I mean, uh, they've never really been a good f- f- college football team. Like, So because they're not good, you can't be a fan of them? Well, technically, I was born in California, so I'm a California kid. So I'm not an East Coast kid. I would even I would accept USC. Well, I was born in uh like Sacramento area, so Bay Area. So I'd probably be, I should be a Warriors fan, Giants fan, San Francisco Giants fan, Sacramento Kings fan. But I was a baby at the time, so I, I didn't really like you know, you know, like obviously you have the you and Kyle kind of have the knowledge about the older generation of basketball, but. You know, I, I grew up with the LeBron, well, Kobe, LeBron era. You know, I, I wish I saw the Jordan era. Um, so uh, that's Alabama. So Duke's fan. Um, My man Doug school. is in here. Doug, this section, is, you came in the right time. <laughs> this section is 100% <laughs> Doug, about Doug came fans like you. Now, Doug, let me be clear. You broke everything down yesterday in the chat. And for everybody that, that's listening that didn't hear this, I dude, I respect Doug. Let me just say something very clear. Uh, everybody asks me, why you never come at Doug? You always come at Freddie and Jordan. You always don't come at Doug. Doug is my elder. I respect Doug. My man, my man big time. I respect him. Uh, he's He's been around longer than I have. And at what point, I, I don't disrespect. You know, my, my mom, my father would, would smack me upside my face if I disrespected someone with Doug's pedigree. So I don't. I back away from it. But I would love to, but I won't because I respect him. But Jordan, this is for you specifically because I and the question is very simple. I'm gonna read. Well, I thought you said the floor is mine. You kind of like cut me off. I was trying to explain my teams, but yeah, but you were taking too long. I'm gonna read you the question <laughs> to understand why. <laughs> Do you all right? Should you have an allegiance to home to your hometown teams? What are your thoughts on fans of teams just because they are the most popular or they win? the most championships throughout time? That's the question. So Jordan is a fan of the Lakers, Alabama, the Yankees, and Duke. So to me, that is, what would you call a bandwagon fan? Like Jory said, a bandwagon fan. I mean, I'm not a bandwagon fan, but it's not like I, it's not like I'm, I'm not like I'm a KD uh, guy. But you became a fan of Alabama because Nick Saban was winning championships there. And I respect Coach K for Duke. I mean, I mean, I wanted to go to Duke. I wanted to play basketball I mean, there at high school. So, but but why why Duke? Because they were winning a lot. Because because Duke is. I mean, no. Because I mean, obviously, I fell in love with, like the school and like their broadcasting school. But I didn't get in because it was hard to get in there. But 
That's where I wanted to go. That's my top school. So okay. out of high school. The Yankees fan. I went when I was so in Why Baltimore. not be a Duke football fan? I don't really know much about Duke. I didn't know they had a football team. I thought it was just like lacrosse and like basketball. So that's my point. Loyalty is a thing. And my question to everybody out there would be, do you think you should have a loyalty to the area in which you're from, to where you grew up, to what you are like? I'm from Philadelphia. My dad, and maybe it's just me specifically, my dad would have beat my ass if I wrote, if I woke, like if I grew up and wanted to be a Cowboys fan. There was three things you couldn't do in life. You can't do drugs, you can't hit women, and you can't be a Cowboys fan. That was the truth. When I was a kid, I'm not trying to be smart when I say this. You could literally get in fistfights every day at school. You could play any sport you wanted. You could do anything you want in Philadelphia. But the one thing you couldn't be is a Cowboys Juan has a comment. I want to read it. Bandwagon could go both ways. You can be a fan of a team because of a player. Same thing as if they're winning or not. Bandwagon A team or bandwagon A player. I get that. People follow LeBron throughout his whole career. I understand that. But, like, Jordan being, like, a LeBron fanboy right now, in 2009, did he hate LeBron? Was he one of those guys that was like, Kobe is better than Braun? I'm, I'm gonna be honest. I mean, I was a fan of Le- Kobe before LeBron. Like, I, I every time I played that old NBA game, I would play with the Lakers, Lamar Odom and Jordan Fisher, and, and um, you know, J- Jordan Farmar. I mean, you see, I'm not no Bam Bandit fan. I know the Lakers, man. So, I mean, and then the Yankees fan. I when I when when I was in Baltimore, I was always a Yankees fan because I I felt like I was playing like. MLB the show, and I was uh, playing with like you wanted you know, to be the Gian- best team, Giambi and Hideki Matsui, and Ichiro. you wanted to be the best team. So every time Yankees came in town and played Baltimore, I was a Yankees fan. I, I sat behind, um, kind of like right behind the seats, right behind Alger Riggs. He gave me a high every uh, wave to me. I was like, hey, Jeter, man. Like, so even though I was in Baltimore, I was supporting the Yankees. See, I love see Karam. I love this. Thunder, Oklahoma City. They don't like let's just say he lives in that area. Born in OKC and lived in Dallas. So he his fan base is literally Oklahoma City and Dallas. Kyle, I want to pass it to you because you haven't spoke on this much. Do you feel like that you should have an allegiance to your hometown team? I mean, I know that I do, so that's the way I kind of see fandom but i can understand like uh Kerm said like if you're in okc there's only a couple of teams there so if you like take like a bordering state or city and adopt those teams i can understand that you know it's i don't know i feel like it's kind of a new newer thing because it i is. see a lot of i see like a lot of people who are who are like jordan who might be yankees lakers bama duke some of them might be in an area where, yeah, the college team is a laughing stock, so they, you know, gravitate towards Alabama, or they might be in a state where they don't have necessarily a basketball team, so they just pick pick the popular one because we know the Lakers are always in the news. The Lakers are talked about a lot; they're on prime time a lot, so maybe they become a fan of that team, and I can understand that as well. You know, as long as you, 
I, I guess for me, I come to the point where it's like, you know, if you have your team and you rep your team, then rep your team. You know, some of the people who kind of like you said, Gene, where they were the Heat, they were Heat fans when LeBron was there, then became Laker fans when he moved to LA. Those are the fans that I still can't kind of wrap my head around that. But I but I can understand that more. If you were a Cavs, oh, okay. Heat, let me just follow me. If you were a Cavs, mm-hmm. Heat, Cavs, <laughs> Lakers fan, and your your whole thing, like in your you were like, I'm a LeBron James fan. I'm going to follow his career and then go back to my original team when he retires. I got to welcome Doug on. Doug, what's happening, big time? How you feeling? Oh, I'm just sitting there, just got all work. When I replied to the to what I was saying, I was just parking my truck and kept listening. And I don't like to interrupt people's shows, but I love it. When I hear this type of stuff, then I got to go on, you know. See, you have the young people's uh, response and no disrespect to to my guy uh, Jordan over there. But mm-hmm. then you get the real, and I said, the real fans. Okay. Like, I love it. Let's hear it. So that's the difference. But since this is your show, hey, Kyle. Uh, so big Jane, Jane, my he's man. sweating, man. He's he's nervous. One thing about Jane, Jane is is what you call a pro's pro, and the reason why I say that is is because he he knows his take, whether it's wrong or right, he's gonna stand by his take, and and you're gonna have to really crush him to really get him to change his mind, but. Since it's your show, Gene and Kyle, I don't even want to interrupt because I didn't catch the last two. I didn't catch the last question, but I just let you answer. See, for those that change, see, I'm not one. I've been rolling with the same team, 1979. I've been with the Cowboys, 1977. Been with the Yankees, 1977. There has been no other team for me. There's been no no A team and then I got a B team. But see, I, I've time, never had that. But big time, that's not the that's the thing right there. You said you were born around Memphis, right? I am born and raised in Memphis, live here now. So I don't have an issue with a fan like you. You were part of the one percent of that fan base that I actually respect. And I mean it when I say there's one percent of you guys out there and it's not a bad take to have it's not a bad take to say like if you look at a guy like jordan nothing against you i love jordan jordan's one of my favorite people in the world we joke around a lot but i love jordan but if you take a guy like jordan uh you know i became a bama fan in 2015 because i like nick saban well they and were I just winning college like football play. games i like how they oh, played they were just winning college football games i became a duke fan because coach k was there and they were winning college basketball games it's not a, there was no loyalty there's no ups and downs it's they're good so i'm a fan of them now freddie is somebody i want i'm glad to hopped on the show because two years ago when i met freddie or a year and a half ago when i met freddie he was bragging that his los angeles rams had just won the super bowl they were yeah. super bowl champion la rams and his rams were going to be better than my eagles and i said nah man and the Rams started off awful, and six weeks into the season, the Giants fan. And to me, 
a guy that's from Marshall, Texas, and California, how in the world are you a Giants fan? Like it doesn't it doesn't register with me. You've been a fan of a team from 77 and 79 big time. So the way I look at it is this, right? You might have liked the Cowboys in the 70s when they were really good, but you also had to stick with them through the early 2000s, 2000 to 2010 when they were awful. You might have loved the Lakers in the 80s in the 80s during Showtime, but you had to stick with them from 92 to 96 when they were awful. Freddie celebrated the Super Bowl. And then about the hat. Bought the T-shirt. Oh man! Got on his podcast. Freddie's a real fraudulent. Uh, hold, on, I'm, hold, hold, I'm not, hold on, I'm not. I'm not a bandwagon fan. Hold on, man. Jordan. I, Jordan, you you can't. I've been riding with my teams. I've been riding with my teams. Hold on, Jordan. You can't call nobody fraudulent. You root for a team just because they win. Okay, so no, now, no, no. Yes, I mean, you did. I have, no, I have, no, I have Jordan, reasons no. why I like my teams. Jordan, you said, oh, I rooted for the Duke because I like Coach K. I rooted for um. Alabama. I mean, obviously, when Gene cut me off, I wasn't finished explaining myself, but because I took too long. But listen, Gene, let me explain myself, sir. Okay. I was born in California. <laughs> I, I I was a diehard Laker fan. My family is a Laker fan. That's where I come up from. That's all I Laker know. Cross, That's the Laker only Cross. fan base that I respect that you like, though. But I have no problem with you being on, a Laker fan. Man, I grew up loving Eli Manning. I like Eli Manning. That's why I be, that's became I, that's why I became a Giants fan. And as I, Eli Manning, yes, because of Eli Manning. Yes. So hold on, hold on. When you were a kid, you were like, wherever Eli Manning goes, I'm gonna be a fan of that fan franchise. Yes. So that's how you became a Giants fan. Yes. Now, what you lose me is this: when the Giants were terrible from 2013 to 2020, you abandoned ship. The reason why I banned the ship, and I will say it one more time, is because of the whole Brian Flores situation. Um, that is the whole reason why, the reason why I decided to make the switch, because I did not like how they they treated Brian Flores, how that whole loonies, the loony rule and all that, I could not stand that. So I became- You got to get the guy's name right. Art Rooney is- uh... The Rooney rule is, is Rooney very, rule. That's what I mean. I'm sorry. The Rooney rule. Make it sure. Like you cannot yeah. get that guy's name wrong because that rule is very yeah. important. Yeah. I, I I think the rule is dumb. I think they need to redo it. I think it's very it's, it's not it's not it's not in place. They, they did not implement it the right way, in my opinion. Then thirdly, I'm a forgiving man, Gene. If you <laughs> do wrong by me, I'm gonna forgive you, but that's just the type of guy I am. So I forgave him. That's why I'm back with the Giants. So you forgave him when the Rams started sucking? No, no, no. It it takes time. I don't know when that time. Oh, it just happened to be that. And, and, and by the way, a <laughs> question would be: When did the Brian Flores situation happen with New York? Because to yeah. me, that happened two off seasons ago. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving him. I gave him time. But that was the same off season the Rams had won the Super Bowl already. No, no, no. It he was, was the it coach was. of the Miami Dolphins, and, and he, he got let go, and he had the interview with New York when Bill Belichick sent him the uh, – they, the, they won the Super Bowl afterwards. They won the Super Bowl afterwards, after that. I don't think that's accurate. Well, you can go uh, look it up. There's a timeline for everything. All right. I mean, I looked the timeline up. But, see, I had no problem with your Lakers fandom. What I had an issue was you celebrated a Rams Super Bowl. 
<laughs> and can't do I, that. And if you I have, have to, to ride it, or die with your team. And that's it, all I'll take. If you are with your team through the worst to worst. Like, Big Time was a fan of the Cowboys through Quincy Carter. Better he rooted for it. Quincy Carter. <laughs> you better hurry and know it. No question about it. The list goes on and on. Antonio Bryant. I mean, uh, my goodness, all of Dave Campo is the coach. Everything. I mean, it, it's, it's no change with me. That's a sign of true fandom. You you may even have a a favorite player from another team. Like I'm the one of the biggest Cowboy fans you ever had, but my favorite player was Ray Lewis. Uh, that that you can do that, but I didn't really necessarily diehard Baltimore Raven fan. I loved just like Gene Jordan said. I'm sorry that I loved the way that Ray Lewis played. I like that, but make no mistake about it. My loyalty, I, I've never had, never. Never, never had another team. I I watch other teams. I like the way other teams play. But my loyalty is with one team every place where I go. That's the way I, 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 I've always been. And I so get it. ain't nobody take it from me. So, I mean, I, I know. Hold them. on. Bring Cottrell comment. Cottrell, Gene don't bully me, my brother. He might bully Jordan. And he might get Jordan all worked up. Mm. Out of he don't bully mm. me. I don't bully nobody. You I have conversations and ask questions. And if you answer nobody. the question suspect, I answer further questions. You try to bully Jordan. No, no, no. Jordan says things that need follow-up questions. Y'all hate me because I like what, uh, because my teams are winning. You know what I'm saying? You picked the pick, teams. And I picked the teams. I grew up. I grew up watching. I grew up watching those teams. I grew up. I, I've never been a fan of the. I've never been a fan. I've always been a Yankees fan. I know. Like I don't, I shouldn't have to explain myself to y'all why I like these teams. I shouldn't have. So to, you grew up a fan of the Yankees when you lived around the Orioles. I mean, yeah. I mean, in the answer to your question, why? Gene, because the Orioles weren't good. In the answer to your question, Gene, I think that it depends on like where you're born. Because I was born in California, and, and I, I don't like you know, like I, I never went back to California, so I always stayed on the East let, Coast. So like, let me I, let me say this, and and I'm sorry, I don't mean to cut you yeah. off, George. Let me say this. Because Jane brings up a, 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 a point that a lot of people have that is kind of tied into the hometown team. Let me explain something, at least from my standpoint. When I was growing up as a kid, I was born in 1973, so I'm 50 right now. Okay. There was no cable until 1982, all right? This is Memphis. Uh, we didn't have a professional sports team. Our biggest celebrity was Jerry the King Lawler. That's wrestling. Yeah. The only thing that we had is, as far as professional sports team, we had a double-A team here that was affiliated with the St. Louis Cardinals that were called then the Memphis Chicks. Now they're called the Memphis Redbirds. We had the USFL in 85, which was the Memphis Showboats that you see now. So we're talking pretty much the 80s. So the only TV coverage were your local channels. You only had, they only put on at the time, the teams that were going to give ratings. At that particular time, it was the Cowboys. It was the Pittsburgh Steelers. And later in the 80s, it was the San Francisco 49ers who would get the late game. What other choice did people like me, as far as my town goes, you had to latch on to a team because that's all you had at the time. That's all we saw. That's the only game we had. It was nothing like what we have today. We didn't have the 
the you know the the, the 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 package that we have now and all the stream we don't have that all yeah was you had to get there at 12 o'clock if you didn't see your team you were done you had to watch the highlights on monday night football with how cosell and all that mm-hmm. then memphis i'm sorry jane real quick you're good memphis came the memphis grizzlies came here previous they were the vancouver grizzlies team from canada well they came here in the 90s my goodness for a person like me i was already dug into the lakers for almost 20 years do i think do i care if a team from canada no disrespect to the canadians please don't get me wrong do i care if they come here the vancouver Grizzlies is kind of like also the houston texans excuse me the houston Texas, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. The Oilers. Tennessee Titans yep. came before they came to the Houston Oilers. They came to Memphis for a couple of seasons until their stadium got built and then went on to Nashville. Well, they from Houston. Just because they're from Tennessee does not mean that my fandom automatically should go to the home team, nor does it mean that when they play my team and just because they're the hometown team, that means that I should be cheering for the Memphis Grizzlies. I like the Grizzlies. No, but if you're it. dug into your fan base already, let me give you an example of what I mean big time. If the Philadelphia Eagles had a dispute with Philadelphia and moved to, like, South Carolina, and then a new team 20 years from now came and they were the Philadelphia Eagles, and I was a South Carolina fan because the Eagles that I was a fan of moved out of the town then I would understand that. It's the team that you latch on to, your first team, the team that you follow. I just – the question that I was posing for everyone was if you have a hometown team when you're growing up and they were born, you were born and raised in that area, example, Boston, Philadelphia, Miami, whatever, Los Angeles, Dallas, should you have an allegiance to that team? That's the question. No. Nope. You love who you love. You know what I'm saying? That, that's what it, what it boils down out. to. Thank you. You love, you love who you love. It's and just I that simple. I think you should love your city. There, there, and, and to prove my point, uh, Gene, and you should understand this better than anybody. Since you live in Philly, am I, am I, am I right about that? Right outside Philly. I was born and raised in right Philly. Right outside Philly. Then yep. answer this question. When your Dallas Cowboys come to Philadelphia, why are there so many Dallas Cowboy fans in this stadium? I call them cockroaches. Oh, okay, okay. Well, that's what we call them. So be it. All right, I, I rest my case. You see what the I'm saying? Reason there's so many Cowboys fans from Philadelphia. In Philly, that live in Philly. Let, let me explain to you. I, I will give you this answer. They were born one of two ways. Three ways, three ways. But the third way is very, is, is very infrequent, okay? We'll say, we'll start with the third way. We'll make it easier. My father was a Cowboys fan. I became a Cowboys fan. He taught me to be a Cowboys fan. That's that's number three. I was born and raised that way when I was a kid. My dad told me I could be a Cowboys fan. I'm a Cowboys fan. That's that's the one I accept, somewhat acceptable. The second one is the 90s, baby. It's the one that when the Eagles stunk in the 90s, they watched the Cowboys on TV and they're like, this is the best team and they were front runners. And they jumped on the bandwagon of the Dallas Cowboys in the 90s because they were America's team and they were always nationally televised. And they had the star and Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith. 
And the third one, and this is the most popular one in Philadelphia, is they're they're just born haters. They like to be the opposite of what everyone else is. If everyone else wants chocolate, they want vanilla. If everybody else is saying, let's go left, they want to go right. They are the born haters. So the only one I respect is the one that my father raised me into this. My dad's a Cowboys fan, and we've been Cowboys fans our whole lives. And I respect that. But the other two, Philadelphia is a city that takes pride in in what we are. We're a blue-collar city that works our ass off and takes pride in what we have. Dallas Cow- the Dallas Cowboys are an elitist franchise. They're the most expensive franchise in all sports. They're worth the most money. They have the biggest stadium. They spend the most money on everything. They're an elitist franchise. And what does a blue-collar worker hate more than elitist? Well, my only answer to that is, is that there are a lot of haters because everywhere we go, we stand out in every stadium. We, we, we're everywhere. And they're usually, when you look at the stadiums, they're split. And even in a great oh, city like your city, or somebody put a comment in here about there are more cowboy fans in D.C. than there are, you know, it just about it. And that's just the truth. All you got to do is look at well, the it game. Split in Philly, I'll tell you that. Well, I, I, I would agree with you on that. But there are a lot of cowboy fans that are in those stands when we play y'all. And at the same time, when I just went to the last game, and I'm sorry, Kyle, I'm sorry, brother, I ain't mean to do this, but uh, when when I went to the game last year, when uh, in live and in person with the Cowboys in Philadelphia on that Monday night game, I'm sorry. Well, I'm sorry, yeah, last year. Um, the Philly fans were loaded in Dallas. And, oh, and, and because it's the same thing, just flipped the other way around. There are plenty of Philadelphia fans that live in Dallas, so it's the same thing everywhere. You know, you can't you can't do well, it. Most of those Philadelphia fans that live in Dallas, uh, big time, are people that move there. They're not people that I, were I, born I, and I raised in Dallas that are Eagles fans. <clears throat> Philadelphia is a pride with this the city. I'm telling okay. you right now, from for a person that's from Philadelphia, I, I very you. very rarely meet a person that was that was born outside the city of Philadelphia, yeah. nowhere near the region that just became a Philadelphia fan. My cousin different people. I agree with that. I agree with that. My they, cousin's they one of those fans. It's very, it's very infrequent. Fred, I love you, but you kind of disqualified and talking because <laughs> while we still we still remember you with uh you know I you know I love you, brother, but you you did change teams. I mean, in the middle out of nowhere. So when the Cowboys beat the Rams last year, we ain't hit nothing there from about the Rams no more. You switched hat so fast. I, I I I was I was messed up. I actually the actually I say Freddie. Then well, you got, just cheering for Matthew Stafford and Cooper Cup. I mean, I, I remember that. And and so, I and then all of a sudden, let me clarify something, Gene. I mean, <laughs> big time. Let me clarify something. First off, I'm not gonna come at you and Jordan because right now we're we're united. We're oh, I'm, sorry, I'm, sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but number I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But number two, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I still have love for the Rams because they're from my hometown. Okay. They're from my hometown. Okay, okay. But I'm a Giants fan. Okay. But you're born in Englewood or whatever the stadium is. Okay, close. Fontana. 
Yeah, I was so, born in Vallejo, so the second we have another question that makes sense that like to, to bring in right now. There's a second part because I have three Lakers fans <clears> on here. Kyle, can I move right to my second question before we get into Aaron Jordan? He might as well. Right. So my second question for tonight and why you two are on here before we get into the third and the fourth is yeah, uh, but, yeah, go Kyle, because I'm I'm about to do my show in about another thirty minutes and uh, this, go this, ahead. This and get, I'm, I'm gonna get crazy with y'all for a second. Go this ahead. won't take long. Hold on, Gene. Hello to me. I got on to her for seeing me on the show and not commenting. Hey. Yeah. Hi, Hi Tamika. How you doing? Oh my God, he got fans. I'm gonna stop. I'm I'm gonna literally pause here. I'm gonna go last because I don't wanna I don't wanna uh commandeer this conversation. But do y'all do you think that teams or players get special or preferential treatment in the NBA or the NFL? I'll give you an example and then I'll stop. Do you think Dallas the Dallas Cowboys get extra calls because of media ratings? Do you think the Los Angeles Lakers get extra calls because of the media ratings? Do you think superstars like LeBron James, Joel Embiid, Nicole Jokic get special treatment because of what they mean to the game? An example would be if a regular player, not Nicole Jokic, forearm shivered the owner of the Suns would he have not been suspended for game five? If that was Michael Porter Jr., would he have been suspended for game? So my question would be, do you think teams get preferential calls based on ratings? Uh, and do you think the NBA and the NFL try to draw out series longer? Or do you think players get preferential treatment? Kyle, let me go. Let okay. me go first. Anthony right? Price, man. Oh my. Let, let, let me go first. Let me go first. Uh, do teams get preferential treatment? No, because None. if the teams used to get preferential treatment, y'all wouldn't have this incredible narrative that the Cowboys ain't been to the Super Bowl since 1995. So we're going to keep that. If they're the most popular team, then then the, the record just don't match up. So no, it's not uh, teams. Uh, if you're good, you're good. I just eliminate and say players get preferential treatment. And it just not has started. Michael Jordan himself got all the calls. All I mean, with Larry Bird, Magic, Kareem, every Akeem Olajuwon, all those guys got the calls, and they got calls that were never called because they are the ticket to the to the ratings. You can't call the fouls on. Yeah, it's just the truth. That's interesting how the ticket to the ratings matters for the player, but not the team. No, it matters for the TV coverage because they don't want to switch off. Nobody why does it matter for the player and not the team? It matters for the player simply because it just goes on to add to whatever their number one, their career stat line. It adds to the chances for the team to win. You can't take out Joel Embiid right now. I know what James Harden just done, but you can't take out Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid should have been ejected. Time. Should have been ejected in that Brooklyn Nets series for kicking. Uh, he should have. Should have been ejected, but he, he should have. And he I'll admit have. that I'm, I'm a Sixers fan. That's very yeah. logical. He, about he should have, but because who he is, you don't kick out the MVP of the league. I get it. It's just that simple. It, it's yeah. it's a it's a rule that's been in existence. LeBron James has earned the right to get the calls like Michael Jordan got, the calls like Kobe Bryant got. 
that if you just breathe on him too hard, he's going to the foul line. This is the way that it always has been in the NBA. Right. Is it right? No. No. But but is it but is it that the way that it is? Yes. So when it comes to that, and let's throw in AD as well, when you have the reputation <laughs> of a 75th all-time player in which Steph Curry is on, in which LeBron and AD are on, let's just make it up and make it very clear. They're going to be in the game. They're going to get calls. It's just that simple. Now, I'll even go deeper because I'm getting ready to leave. This, this, this narrative about the free throw disparity, because I think that's somewhat slightly where you're going to. Let me say this. The Golden State Warriors ain't going to the free throw line. They're 30th in the league. I know They that. shoot threes all game long. They don't have an inside game. LeBron, maybe Wiggins, maybe. LeBron for 20 years has driven the basketball. He's going to get calls. And the Davis plays on the inside. He's going to get called. So what we have in this series is a bunch of three-point shootout contests against guys who bang. Of course, we're going to out free throw the Warriors. It's only common sense. So, I, so yes, the calls are supposed to happen. But at the same time, Gene, I will say this about the Warriors. You can't touch Steph Curry. You can't touch him because if you do, you are going to, you're going to foul out of the game. Now, it all depends on how the refs and how they're letting them play, which we'll see tonight in a few mm-hmm. more minutes, you know, a few a little bit later tonight. We'll see how physical they let them get, climbing over screens, running through screens. Do we'll get to see, but it's not even a, a factor. If you touch LeBron James, as they did back when he was a rookie, he's going to the free throw line. It's no question. If you touch AD, He's going to the free throw line. Yep. And opposed to Looney, if you touch Looney, they're going to say it was good defense, even though he got an elbow in his reel. So I'm through with it. It's, it's, it's reputation. You, you know, this question Gene proposed is, is, is very loaded. It's, it's, low, it's more loaded than a baked potato. Let's just be honest. And Gene, I must say, you're very clever, sir. You're very clever. That's, <laughs> that's why they call you wire to wire, Gene. Okay, you're, you're very clever, <laughs> gentlemen. Okay. I will give you that. Um, but I don't have much more to say because Big Time stole all my fat, all the pointers I was going to bring out. It's, well, you let know, me reply to Big Time then, if you got ain't got much more to say. I, I want to reply to what he said because I think that what he said, most of it is is extremely accurate. I do think the one thing that he won't admit that is accurate, and I think if you polled most sports fans that weren't a fan of that specific team, they would tell you, and listen, we can ask Kyle. Kyle's not a fan of the Lakers or the Cowboys. But my question would be, why would players get that preferential treatment and not teams? Listen, let's all be honest for a minute, okay? The NFL is better when the Cowboys are a good football team. Because as many people that love the Cowboys throughout the country, there's equally, or if not more, teams that want them to lose, that hate them. It develops a passion or a fanatic in someone. I genuinely cannot stand the Los Angeles Lakers. So I, I have three teams that I root for. The 76ers and whoever plays Boston and L.A. I root for, and that's just me. That's because 
when I watch a Lakers game and I try to be unbiased when I watch it, and I'm not talking about the playoffs, because I'll be honest with you, I don't think either one of the games that the Lakers won versus Golden State this series or game five or six that the Lakers won over Memphis would have changed if the officiating was completely against the Lakers. I'm not saying it's the reason they won or lost the game. But what I am saying is if you go watch a Lakers fan game and don't think that they get preferential – I'm not talking about just LeBron. Austin Reeves is now getting ticky-tack called, called for him. Like, why? I don't agree with that. I think that what ends up happening is – that they, uh, they attack Just go to the your paint. show, man. They attack <laughs> the paint. Austin Reeves is another guy that attacks the paint. I mean, let's just be honest. Like, if, if you are a team that lives in the paint, the late which the Lakers do, they live in the paint, they're going to get the calls, Gene. I mean, it just it is what it is. I mean, they're attacking guys. So why 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 don't we say, hey, go to state instead of fouling, put your hands up. Don't don't foul them. Why can't we say that? Even Steve Kerr came out and said that it, it, that he's not blaming the officials. He's blaming his his guys for lack of, of lack of discipline. Well, big time. If you have to get out of here, brother, I want to thank you for stopping on. Um, I got. Uh, I was supposed to start at sevens, but I got just a couple of minutes. You know. Okay. Well, whenever uh, you want to go, the, let the me. The thing that I have not heard, and I'm done. The okay. thing that I have not heard is this: what I've heard from. Uh, Laker, uh, quote unquote, haters is this. Uh, the referees are helping them out, uh, all that kind of stuff. But what I haven't heard is what the what the real truth is. Mm-hmm. The real truth is is this, Gene. A lot of reason why a lot of people that are having a problem with the Lakers is because they have confused vision. Because everybody's trying to think that these are the same Lakers when they had Russell Westbrook mm-hmm. and Pat Bell. Here are the facts. Since this is Wide Wire podcast and Gene talks about the truth, the Lakers are the number one defensive team in the NBA Three. since the trade deadline. Yeah. They had the number one record in the Western Conference since the trade deadline, which means the Lakers' bottom line is they've been kicking butt. That's the bottom line. They are the number one defense. They are the number one team in blocks since mm-hmm. the trade deadline. They are the number one defense. They are second number one in rebounds. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're number one in just about every statistical category, guess what's going to happen? You're going to win a lot of ball games. So, Dodgers, mm-hmm. since that's the case, and those are the facts, let's just go ahead and just say this. The Lakers probably right now are really – Mm, a better basketball team. How about that? They're a better basketball team than they were at the beginning of the season. I don't no, think anybody. They're better, they're better than the Memphis Grizzlies. They, we, we proved that. Not Took a fully healthy Grizzlies team. Well, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Uh, my guys are hurt playing right now. My guys are hurt right now. Okay, and then we, we dealing, we're dealing with an old man, as y'all like to say, and he's he's doing well, and the Davis ain't 100% here. Then we're about and, and I'm going on record tonight. The Lakers are gonna beat the Golden State Warriors tonight, three games to one, take control of the series. And if you really believe that they're gonna beat us three games in a row, I feel sorry for you. They'll win game five, and we're gonna close them out in six. After we beat the champions, then what are y'all gonna say? 
Because see, then you're gonna you're gonna jump from another bandwagon. You done lost the Grizzly bandwagon. Then we took out the champs. It's not and a then bandwagon. Now you're gonna put all your hopes on Kevin Durant. It's not a bandwagon. Oh, my okay. Friend, good. My friend, it's a very, very, very uh, direct statement. I actively root against the Lakers. It's not a bandwagon. It's not a bandwagon. Can I ask you a question, though, big time? Do you think that the reason? Do you think there's any other teams in the league that play physical and drive to the hole? Any other? Yes, yes. Your team. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Your team, number one. Okay, they do that. Do you think our team gets the fair share of free throw calls? That Joel Embiid does. Okay, so why why do the Lakers shoot 300 more free throws than any other team in basketball? Tell me a tell me a Hold team on. tell me a team in the West other than Denver. Not the West. Hold on, I don't know. I'm going to the West. Just tell me a team other than Yoke Denver with Jokic who plays the inside game. Philadelphia 76ers. No, I said the West. But that's not the question. The question is in the whole NBA. I stay with you. Shot stay 300 with you. more free throws than any other team in basketball. Can I? I, I got uh, you. Uh, I've already explained it. You gonna get Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Big time, Let me answer the question. Let me go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Within just beginning and end, Gene, we've had five to six guys on this roster that attacks the paint. Russell Westbrook has been a guy that's been known to leave at the free throw line okay. his career. He, 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 he's been known for that. James Harden, LeBron, LeBron, AD, they've Sean been known B. for that. Tobias Harris? Uh, no. Not, not Tobias. No, I'm not going to use Tobias. Tobias drives the hole. James shoots more threes than he drives in. He shoots more mid-jumpers and all that. We know that. Come James on. James Harden was second uh, in the league in shooting free throws last year. Um, and then, and then, then Austin Reeves has been this guy that's been this crafty guard that's been able to get guys when he go for his, for his pump shot, the shot, they they, 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 they can't. They, they, they jump so in. So you think it. there's nothing wrong that they shot over 300 more free throws. No, that's their makeup. No, that's their makeup. Kyle, Kyle, from a non-Lakers perspective, is there anything wrong with that? I mean, look, I I watch Celtics games. I see Tatum and Brown go to the hoop, and they don't get a lot of calls. Now, look, I get it. I get LeBron. I get AD. Austin Reeves, man. Austin Reeves gets some games. I've seen Austin Reeves get way more respect than Tatum gets from rest. You also and see Austin Reeves get. You also see Austin Reeves get clobbered too, don't you? No, no, stuff like that. I understand that if you're gonna get clobbered. You got to call that. But if Austin Reeves can go to the hoop, get a little touch, throw his head. What about back, Russell Westbrook? What about Russell huh? Westbrook? What about him? That's you where a lot of our free throws come from. Russell Westbrook. Because Russell Westbrook can't shoot. He has to get to the rim. I understand that with Westbrook. I have no problem with Westbrook. Well, the answer is not Westbrook because I thought once Westbrook left L.A., you know, Freddie, but, I thought you pushed him aside, but now you talking No, about I did, him. but but Gene mentioned about the 300 free throws of the year. Russ was on the roster this year. Yeah. The discrepancy on the year for them to be 300 more free throws than their opponents over the course of a year is, is, is absurd. You know it's never happened? In the NBA ever? Not with Michael Jordan, not with Kobe Bryant. There's never been a discrepancy from team one to team two of over 300. Now let me throws. get this right, Gene. You're saying, let me clarify this. Oh, the only reason why, and, and ladies and gentlemen, let me put some clarification. Said the only reason why. Hold, no on, hold, that. On, hold on. Gene is a guy that said that the Lakers would not be where we are today. 
He's a guy that said we would not make it to the playoffs. Gene said that from wire to wire. Gene, he said that. Okay. You're right. So and I've been, you and listen, I, first of all, you, you kind of changed the narrative, and both of you guys agree with this, but you kind of changed the narrative of what I said. What I, I didn't say, I said, you guys need to make the playoffs first. You guys need to make the playing game first. No, you know, no. About in December, no, November, December, you were saying we were not going to make it. Okay, you can't interrupt me if you're not going to let me reply. So what I said was, you can't. I'm tired of hearing about an under 500 basketball team. Let me state something on on uh, this podcast so you can all hear it and all understand. The Los Angeles Lakers are a much better team than they were at the beginning of the season. They are a much better team than I gave them credit for. They are playing great, not good, great basketball. They are a top five team in the NBA in my opinion right now okay did you get all the credit that you need can i stop now do i have to yes. continue to kiss your ass because the lakers are playing better now but, Gene, but what i'm talking about i'm talking about back in november and december when you said this team will not make it to the can't they playoffs. weren't a playoff team in november and december you but could i'm be just i'm that. just hey hey i kept saying just wait we'll be there i was there saying, with gene i said a lot of the same no, stuff no, that no, no, you gotta give rob Malink all the credit well. in the world for making for making uh bean sprouts out of magic beans and taking the zero assets that you guys had and turning them into Vanderbilt, D'Angelo Russell. Like I didn't think Westbrook was a movable contract and you got him moved out. And not only did you get him moved out, you got him moved out for value. Darvin Ham has done a great job. And personally speaking, he's, he's coached like a top five NBA coach. And that's why in November, I was telling y'all just wait. And Gene kept saying, oh, we're going to hear about this November, December, January, February. We Every hearing, day like, in the chat, you and Jordan I said, like, just hey, wait. Because I knew it was out of 10. We were. I knew, we, I knew oh, it was All we happen. said was, when y'all get in the plane, when you get yeah. to the sixth spot, whatever, <clears throat> then you can talk about it. We don't have to hear about it every day. Yeah, we're talking we're right now. Three like, days like, <clears throat> and you got to hear it. And we're up 2-1 to the Warriors. It's about to be 3-1 tonight, so. Um, I got okay. the. I got the. Let it happen. We got the plan, but yeah. Even though Freddie yeah, said I was gonna be top that six, man. Wear that good. jersey all day. I respect that man. I mean, oh, I need to get the other man jersey. I need to get the other jersey on the twenty. Wear, wear that one. Wear that one. I respect man. that one. Yeah. Wear that one. And listen, last thing I'm gonna say on this Lakers topic. Well, yeah, I didn't even get to answer you the second part of your question, Jordan. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say um, that, you know, I, it, it does depend on the player. Like, Joe, like, I agree that if, like, um, Caldwell Pope pushed the owner of the Saints, he would have got ejected. Um, but even the owner, the owner uh, came out, uh, so he said, hey. Oh, well, before he did, Big Tom leaves, can I give him a send-off? Big Tom, I appreciate you talking to us, man. Yeah. I really oh, do. man, I ain't got no problem with it. Kyle, you my guy. And, uh, Jane, you know you. You one of my favorites, man. You no doubt about it. I, I love talking to you and I respect you. Jordan, you're a good dude, man. We, we'll catch yeah, you. Man. And for those, I hate to do this, but hey, y'all want to hear some real honest, non-hate Laker talk? Y'all come on, Hallie, because this show right here is full of hate. But I holler at y'all. All right, big time. All right, no, but I was saying that, uh, you know, I, even last night, the son's owner was like, hey, I don't think you should eject him or whatever. But he did get fined today, Joker. But yeah, I guess it does depend on. I guess the player like LeBron or AD, um, and you know, it's like Draymond. Like it's about like t- tone a line with the rest. 
that whatever player can push the boundaries of a ref to like you know to like toe that line. Um, there there's only a few players like uh, Draymond Green, AD, LeBron, Tatum, in a sense, Brown. Those, but it, I kind of feel bad for the role players. Like, like yeah, Cole but Draymond Green Green got ejected from a a game and suspended for something I don't think was as egregious as what Joel Embiid did, and he didn't get ejected. Yeah. Um, for being honest, yeah, so I, mean, I think the you I think, think the superstars got, get yeah special treatment. Yeah, so I think LeBron had ever got ejected before. Or so my follow up question me. would be: Do you not think teams get preferential treatment? Yes, it depends on the organization. The Los Angeles. I guarantee Lakers. Austin Reeves is not getting this treatment if he's not on the Lakers. I guarantee you. Dallas Cowboys. He's just Jordan. another guy. Dallas Cowboys get preferential treatment. Of course. See, that's the whole point I'm trying to make. Like, I, I want you to be able to see the Lakers through the eyes of someone that's not a fan. Because they know if the Cowboys are not going to get those calls, they're going to lose. Well, so when they get those calls, you my know man that. just making the point for me? Yes. The reason the Lakers get the calls is because the reason well, I'm they, the Cowboys with the Lakers. The reason the Cowboys get the calls is because they're a great draw. They're a great media draw. When the Cowboys are good, the NFL does more business. So you're saying the NBA is rigged in the playoffs? I'm not saying it's rigged. I'm just saying when you have a situation to where the Lakers bring in a lot of friggin' money, they're going to give them a, an extra call or two to allow them to stick around in a series that they don't belong in. I would say, I guess we'll see tonight. Like, we're the rest favoring. I mean, I think that I bet is you just Kyle like, admits it. I bet you Kyle admits it. Because Tom Brady got every yeah. call. Uh, the yeah, is, that's that's the situation. You know, Brady. That's the that's ultimate treatment. Jordan, see, what's it? You got that's the ultimate team. treatment. LeBron gets the Brady ultimate put, treatment. I was about to say, Brady, Brady had the time where he had the 2-2. Remember that 2-2 era with, with the skirt and everything? Like, 50 calls and complaining about. That was back in the day, man. It's just like. There's you know, never been a know professional who, you know who you know could be blamed for that more than Brady, Peyton Manning. Manning, when he was with the Colts, they complained about yeah, secondary guys beating up their wide receivers, and all of a sudden the league changed the rules on how wide receivers play against cornerbacks. That was all Peyton Manning, not I Brady. But you know, I digress. You know, it's yeah. like he couldn't so throw the ball on Ty Law. That's literally where it came from. So y'all Ty Law would beat the crap out of Marvin Harrison at the line. I yep. remember the games. Uh, Anthony's coming at you, man. No, Anthony's not coming at him. Anthony's no, saying he's... statements that are accurate. Didn't Brady cheat and still didn't get in trouble? He did get in trouble. He got suspended yeah. for four games. Uh, oh, that's what Anthony He said. had his whole legacy tarnished for doing something that, that I don't even think was that bad. The inflating the football thing and deflating the football thing, was I had a joke. very little issue with. The biggest issue I had was with, with Spygate. I had a huge issue with Spygate. Now, I know New England fans will argue that, like, well, you're allowed to record, but the, from the angle that they record it, but, like, I don't want to hear that. You got, that was the problem, but yes. Again, and then they almost got caught again with the Bengals. They get caught again with the Bengals having one of their media guys in the freaking booth. It's just – it's so yeah. – that's not – listen, that's not for here and there. The question – and we're going to get back. we got two more questions to get into – but the question I'm asking is, do you think players 
and teams give preferential treatment in the NFL and the NBA? And I think the answer is yes. Dallas and L.A., they get extra treatment. But I think in this, I think in this series, though, I think is it's all about, you know, the two teams. The, the, the two, the, I don't the, think either game changes, Jordan. Any style. of them. The Lakers won that game by 40. Yeah, or, because they got to the rim and got to, to the foul line. I mean, we saw what it was a Phoenix game when Devin Booker. I mean, Katie had a good game, but like third, fourth quarter, that was the first first foul shot of the game. Like the point I'm trying to make is, bro, I don't. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying the Lakers have won the two games in this series because of the refs or cheating. What I'm saying is the Lakers get extra calls, and I believe that any team playing against the Lakers is battling an uphill battle. That's the truth. Just my opinion. Jordan, let's get into your question, friend. Yeah, I didn't. Okay, let me see. Uh, so mine was, um, so I don't fumble my words. All right. So mine was, um, do, do you think a player is better off playing all four years, like in college football, rather than college basketball players are able to declare for the draft after one year of eligibility? Um, the reason why I ask that because it's just like for experience. Um, like a football player, like really was, oh, is. Can I reword your question, please? Well, I asked y'all late earlier, Tyler. Like that's why I wanted to. I like the question. I just want to read it a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. Do you think a player is better off playing out all four years in college football or college basketball rather than declaring for the draft early? Yeah. All right, so I'm going to answer, and by the way, Control, yes, Joel gets extra calls. Yes, I don't think he gets the amount of calls that the Los Angeles Lakers do, but yes, he gets extra calls. All right, so let me answer this question. I think it depends on the player. So I don't think that there's a, I don't think, if you gave a guy unlimited money and what the NIL is essentially doing is giving people money to play college, I think, yes, they'll obviously benefit from playing all four years in college basketball, all four years. But in in college football, the answer is no, because you only have so much toll on your body. Let me give you an example. I think one of the best running backs in the nation the last two years was Muhammad Ibrahim. Minnesota ran him into the ground. He went undrafted. He's got a repaired knee. He went undrafted. How much gas is left in that tank? And he's a college kid coming out. He's the one with the ACL, right? Yeah. The one ACL? Yeah. yeah. But my my, okay. my 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 point is yeah, that's what I know basketball, if they if money was not a factor, yes, developing your game all four years in college. Would be better for the player. Yeah, because in college college football, Mm -hmm. the answer would be no. You need to get out as fast as you can, make your money as fast as you possibly can in football because you only have so much that the body can take. Yes, Achilles, I apologize. uh, Wait, Kyle, I thought Jory said the running back had no ACL on one. That was uh, Abraham. No, that was uh, maybe I'm confused. Oh, okay. yeah, that was, was Spears. Um, yeah, the reason why I just asked that um, because, like, I feel like you know, with the NFL, 
there's really no room for error uh, if you want to go to the AFL because, like, the G League I – mean, or, I'm sorry, the NBA actually has a G League where if you don't perform in the NBA, like, right off the bat, you can actually improve and make a little money in the G League while improving and then maybe get a team. But in the NFL, yeah, those four years of college are good and experience um, to, like, you learn under the – if you're a freshman, you can learn under the sophomore, junior, seniors. So you get that experience, but when you like your senior year, junior year, if you don't perform those two years or last those last two years, then your chances of either making the pro is small, maybe going to AFL or like the XFL, but at least NBA players they have a little umbrella, like a little a bed they can lay on and for the G League, like like Wiseman, like you know, he 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 was projected to be like that top the next big man for the world. The NFL has that too. Uh, they they have the XFL, then? they have the CFL. There's other professional football leagues that aren't the NFL that people can get recruited out of. The problem with football is you're damaged goods. The more hits you take as a football yeah. player, the mm-hmm. the less people. Guys, like, remember Jadavian Clowney? He makes a yeah. huge play in the bowl game, and they they basically want him. They wanted yeah, him to sit out. They wanted him to sit out the entire year because they knew he was going to be a top draft pick and they didn't want him to do anything to harm his status. How about Jamar Chase? Played in the national championship, sat out the entire COVID year, top five draft pick. Michael Parsons sat out the whole they, – they don't want you to continue playing. They don't want you to damage your, your goods in the NFL. In college basketball – Playing more basketball is not really no, no, going to hurt you. Like Jackson Smith, uh, Jackson Smith, right from Ohio State. Oh, don't give me st- don't give me start on him. <laughs> he sat out the whole year because he had yeah. a hamstring injury. The whole year, a hamstring injury. Don't give me start. And the XFL is not the G League, but it still is a, a minor guess, league type football. I guess, yeah. I do think the NFL probably would benefit if they were to maybe associate with like the XFL and use that as a G league type, because a lot of times we see the NBA draft. What do we hear? Like after pick three, it's all about this guy's potential, this guy's potential, which is where guys who come out too early, they really struggle early on because if I'm taking a guy fourth or fifth in the draft, I can't necessarily wait around for you to, get up with the speed of the game. So that's where I think sometimes college basketball is beneficial because, yes, for every LeBron, there's like 3 billion Kwame Browns. Kwame Brown came out early, definitely couldn't handle the physicality, and skill-wise, he was not ready for it, and then look what happened to his career. Burned Mm -hmm. out really quickly, and now he's forgotten. But the NFL, the reason why they make them stay so long is because of the physicality of the NFL, you know, they want guys bulking up in college because a lot of these guys coming out of high school, if you imagine like a high school senior going to the NFL, no, that, that player would get killed week one. Yeah. Whereas and NBA, all- it's the same game necessarily. It's just about you being your basketball IQ and all that helping you out. Yeah. I, I mean, and before we get to the, the last topic uh, for Kyle is like another thing that I think that college football player benefit from having the four years, especially if you're, a player on a big market team like Alabama or Georgia or like Clemson, like one of those teams that's like being in the media, they can have, it's not just about your play style too. It's about how you do yourself, how you deal yourself in the media too. 
So maybe they had that experience with the media and had to deal with like that, that kind of like that, like the press. Um, whereas you come out of the NBA, like, you know, some of them are still young out of high school, like you said, or, you know, have a one year of college. So they don't have, they don't have enough of that media exposure unless you're like a brawny or like, you know, or like DOA son or like whatever. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's what I got to say. So I think staying at four years out of college is beneficial. You could you, you get your education. You'll get your, you know, you'll get your experience behind players, and then you get your opportunity. I mean, basketball, there's only like 15 roster spots, I guess, 12 roster spots. So the football team, there's like 53, or depending on what the size is. So there's more chances for you to shine. But So you think a football player should play all four years? Especially if you're a quarterback, yeah. I think. So. I mean, if you're a top, top quarterback, yeah. Yeah, you should. Uh, you shouldn't. But if you're like, you know, like um, uh, what if you're a running RC, back, running back depends what on if like your wide receiver. Yeah, I mean, what if you're a safety? I think that when you're looking at football, you're always one hit away from ending your career. All I could say is look at uh, look at guys like uh, Willis McGahee, mm-hmm. what he mm-hmm. went through yeah. in college. Like, there's really bad injuries that happen on a college football field. That's true. That discredit someone's NFL career and make them drop. Let me ask you a question. Do you think, uh, and this is a really, what about Matt Barkley? Guy stayed an extra year at USC, and he was projected to go top three and end up going in the fourth round. He's already out of the NFL, staying an extra year in college. There's a lot of times that works in the adverse effect. I think in the NFL, with the amount of hits that you take and the situation that you're in, you got to get your money as fast as you possibly can. I, I, and I, I don't understand, and I, and I definitely understand when NFL players as a whole fight for contracts, especially that first big one. I agree with that. Yeah. Well, because uh, I guess to go along with what you're saying, Gene is like, I've always said with NFL prospects, like if you get some advice that maybe you're a third or a fourth round guy. I kind of feel like what's the harm in not just coming out? Because a lot of them, they'll say they stay an extra year to try to become a second or a first round pick. That's a pretty big risk to take in a sport like football. Like you said, Willis McGahee, something like that could happen. And now you become sixth, seventh round because now there's injury concerns about you. Look so at like Ibrahim. Yeah, but I'm saying Jones. like, yeah, if, if he, like if Ibrahim, like junior year, somebody was like, Oh, you're nothing more than like a fourth round pick. If I'm him, I'd be like, cool, then I'm I'm declaring for the draft. Because as long as I get drafted somewhere, sure, it's not the five years of a first round pick, but four years guaranteed. I mean, that's nothing to sneeze at. And if you can make yeah. it, then you get that second contract. And also for control, yes, I know Kwame Brown is the extreme. Kwame Brown, though. Dwan Wagner, Robert Swift. It's a ton of them. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. Yeah, for every Kobe, KG, Dwight. And LeBron, there's a lot of them that came out. I remember because um, the Celtics drafted like two of them. Al Jefferson was a high school guy. He had a decent career, but it wasn't necessarily rememberable. They also took a high flyer high flyer on um, his last name was Brown. I can't remember. He was a really good dunker, but that's literally all he could do. And he was out of the league in like two, three years. So, yeah, just because Kobe and LeBron could do it, that's why I had the issue with that, letting high school kids in, because now every high school kid was like, oh, I'm just declaring because, look, they could do it. Yeah, but those are generational guys. If you have that skill and you want to come as a high school player, 
more power to you. But not every one of them should feel like they can do that. Yeah, and that's where like advice from mm-hmm. their inner circle comes into play as well. Yeah, I don't know if college football has this, but I know like some players, like I know like uh, Cliff, the center from uh, Rutgers, uh, in the NBA or college, they have like thing where like if you don't like if you fly it in the in the NBA draft, you can like go back to college, um, like and finish out your I guess your senior year. I don't know if college football has that. If you like fly, you can go back to college or whatever. But um, that's another benefit that the college players have if they don't make it they can go, go back to where they like Rutgers or whatever because he had a post where he was like oh I'm going to current for the draft if I don't make it I'll, I'll be back here like next year it's kind of like that right. fallback Kyle you got to start one bench one start, Kyle yeah. one right yeah. yep it's the last one ah <laughs> uh, yeah Kyle you start us off brother all right yeah I figured I'd make it a little difficult on this one um not that difficult for me it actually isn't for me the more I thought about it. I would start. Well, actually, the start and bench is the only tough one. The cut is very easy for me. I'm starting Hero. What? Yeah. Wow, okay. I, I have a reason for it because this is where, like I said, this was tough. I bench Maxi, I cut pool. The pool part was easy for me, it was between Maxi and hero maxi i don't say for the bench is because with his energy and pace i would love him in a sixth man role i think hero as a starter you know he's going to create for himself and all that and do his thing but just because of maxi's speed and his energy level i would want that coming off my bench that's the only reason why not like it's a hero's more talented than maxi necessarily I just like Maxi as a six man. Pool. Pool I'm cutting. I, I, I thought I thought it might be a little different. But pool, I'm cutting pool because he's way too streaky for me. I think his shot selection is questionable a lot of the time. And I I just would cut him out of the three. I think he's the least reliable out of the three on here. I mean, he at his highs, he's really good, but his lows are really low to the point where it's like unplayable at times. You mean Jim? I have the same. I, I mean, I'm going Maxi starting Tyler here off the bench, and then I'm quite in pool. But I have Maxi because, like, he, I would say, I think Maxi, he's a better start. He bench plays cut. well. Yeah, huh? Oh, uh, oh Cattrall's for Cattrall. Yeah, I'll say Matthew start because, like, obviously, I mean, obviously Tyler Harrow and Matthew are both young. Um, but I feel like, you know, Maxie plays well with, like, Embiid and, like, he's a playmaker. And obviously he can – he's not consistent with the shot. He can, he, he, I can rely on him with the three ball. Paul, yeah, like you said, his his bar is is low. Um, and that's shocking because he's, he's playing with Curry. I feel like his bar would be a lot higher. Um, but obviously he's on the he's on the second team on the bench. But mm-hmm. Hero, uh, like, if 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 you would have put this pull or this thing up like when he was like the the top dog like a couple years ago, like with the threes, um, like I feel like I'll put him starting. But he's inconsistent right now with the shot. Um, so I have Maxi uh, starting uh, uh, bench Hero. It's not a bad thing. I'd rather have I'd rather have Hero because I mean I at least I have a three point shooter on the bench who can you know uplift and play make and dunk and then pull you. Yeah, I'm just that's not a surprise. My my man Cattrall, 
comes through in the clutch again. I mean, that is a good point. Yes, Maxi is you know, the only adult here. That that is. I, I'm starting Tyrese Maxi, and it might be the homer in me. I just love the way he plays the game of yeah. basketball. He fits on every roster. He's a high energy, hardworking, smiles. He's never going to be a bad teammate. I'll take a Tyrese Maxi on any one of my rosters. Guy does whatever's best for the team. Doc wants to sit him down, make him come off the bench. He said, no problem. Did whatever the team asked him to do. Tyrese Maxey is 100% my starter, and I don't think it's that close. My bench is Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole is just Tyler Hero with a bigger bag. That's just what he is. Uh, Jordan Poole can can drop 30 in a game. Uh, I, I think he's the better shooter of the two of them. I think he can create a shot better. I think he can drive to the hole better. Um, I think they're both minus defenders, if we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah. Um, so I would start Maxi. I would bench Jordan Poole, and I would cut Tyler Hero. Okay. That's an interesting one. I didn't I, – when you said, I think it's that easy, like he's like the start bench one would be tough, I thought you were deciphering between Maxi and Poole. And you were actually deciphering between Tyler Hero and Maxi. You had Poole so far out of the equation. And I get it. Ty, Jordan Poole is definitely immature. And I think that hopefully he'll mature throughout the years. Right. Yes. He's the least mature person of the three of them. I just think his talent is too good. And I think that you've seen that in last year's NBA playoffs, what mm-hmm. Jordan Poole can bring to a team. Anybody that can crack the rotation and make you think about not starting Clay Thompson is uh, somebody that I can't argue with. I'm starting Maxi though. I think Maxi, and, and you know, I think Control said it right. Maxi's the only adult here. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy is 100% the most mature of the three players, does whatever it takes to win. And I, I love that about him. So I'm going Maxi, pool, hero. Okay. I mean, like I said, I, I, I like Maxi's game a lot. Like I said, the reason why I'd have on the bench is I feel like I'd have him running the second unit and he would be kind of free to completely be himself. A lot of times where I see him with Harden and uh, and beat on the court, it almost seems like those two, because of what they want to do on the court, they kind of forget about Maxi a lot of the time. And that's why I get frustrated watching Philly because I'm like, Maxi should be so much higher in the hierarchy to me because he's the one guy if i kick it to him on the wing there's a good chance he blows by that guy and he gets to the rim but if they're just having him standing there that kind of takes away from what i feel like he brings to you offensively that's fair but tyrese maxi's 22 years old and i got a prediction for you okay in four years you'll be embarrassed that you asked this question well i definitely agree in four years maxi will by far be the best of the three yes oh but see my point being is like if we put this up in like 2004 2005 and we were like start one bench one cut one and it was like chris bosh came in and like like you're gonna look at it five years from now and be like i really shouldn't be comparing chris bosh to chris came okay i see what you're saying and i think that tyrese maxi is going to be the best pro of these these three and I don't think it'll be yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. definitely Maxi he definitely the the most mature of the three for sure. As far as that's why I want to have him start instead of on a bench. I think I also think that him being twenty two 
and learning behind one and listen we can say whatever we want about james harden learning behind one of the smartest point guards in nba history it's, it's going to do nothing but great for his game when he gets to run the show completely remember he's 22 mm-hmm. that's a prize that the sixers cannot let go but how was here he's like 24 23. They're, they're, so. pool and hero are 23 max he's 22. Maxi, when he was drafted, I think he was the youngest player drafted in this class. He's a baby. Him and like uh, Manuel quickly. I mean, Chester, I believe all about that because I've seen Tatum and Brown. They were both really young, put into high high pressure situations early in their career, and it's only made them benefit so far. So, yeah, I agree. You know, Maxi being along with those two, he's definitely going to learn from it. And I would hope, like you said, Philly identifies him as the next like generation guy after Harden moves on and Embiid, however his body holds up, that they start turning the team over to Maxi and building around him. I would hope they would do that, but that's all up to their front office and what they decide. You're absolutely correct. All right, well, um, been a fun episode. Had a lot of comments, a lot of people joined the show, yes. a lot of conversation. Uh, Jordan, I just want to let you remind you that we we good, we cool. I just uh I definitely have an issue with your teams, but I still love you, I still care about you. Uh other than okay, that, man. big time join the show, Freddie join the show, uh having Jordan and Kyle here every week and talking about different barbershop conversations. A lot of fun comments in there. So I appreciate all y'all in the comments. And uh any final comments that you guys want to give a quick prediction on tonight's game. I think the Knicks win. I think they come back. I think they're down four. 39 to 43 um, right now. I think the Knicks win, and I think Golden State wins. I think both series are tied at two, going to game five. I agree. Uh, I think the Knicks are going to win tonight, and I think the Lakers have it because the Warriors are a bad home or away team. So. It's fair. Mm-hmm. Hey, Lakers are favored. I won't I won't hate on you for picking your team again. But um, I think it'll be a fun, a fun night of basketball. I appreciate you uh, joining us during NBA playoffs. And um, yeah, my man Control. I'm questioning. Control, man. I want you to uh, be a be a chatter on my on my show, man. That, that you're really a good contributor. Um, the JJ Sports Chatter. Talk. I love you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, any final comments? No. no. Great episode. All right. Let's wrap it up. Thank you for tuning in to Cheap Seats Podcast on the Sports Empire Network. I'm Wire to Wire Gene. That's chomping at the bit, Kyle. The JJL experience. Jordan, Jordan, Jean Louis. <laughs> We're signing out. There you go. Yep. <laughs>